our series, uh, Jesus, Who Do You Think You Are? I promise you, it was not a competition who had the loudest shirt this morning. I think I win. <laughs> but if it was, Nick would win, you're right. <laughs> Nick, can I just pray for you quickly? Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, Lord, I just want to thank you for Nick and uh, for the Whites, for all they give to us in the church. I just pray that as Nick preaches this morning, uh, you will speak to us through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Richard. Jesus, who do you think you are? That's a question that, maybe not in those words, but that was posed often for Jesus as he lived and walked around in Palestine 2,000 years ago. And identity is a big question for us. It's a big question in our culture today. It's a big question for everyone. Who do we think we are? The identity of Jesus is still a big question for many people. Uh, He remains a controversial figure, both in his day and today. Some people think he was a good teacher, uh, one who showed us the way to God. But what did he say? Jesus is very clear when we look at his own words. There's not much uncertainty. He made clear that he was God the Son. Um, And our choice is how we respond to that, whether we think that's true or not. Over the last couple of months, we've been doing a series uh, on the I am statements of Jesus. Jesus, who do you think you are? And Jesus says, I am certain things. We'll pick up on them in a mo. Why was this significant? Well, when Jesus said it, just as a brief recap, he was echoing something that God had said to Moses. When Moses in um, Exodus uh, 3, God speaks to him out of the burning bush. And um, Moses says, what name shall I say? What's your name, God? And God says, I am who I am. It, It shows that he is eternal, pre-existent, that nothing, he doesn't depend on anything else, everything depends on him. He is creator. He's all powerful. I am. And the very Hebrew name for God that we sometimes say, Yahweh or Jehovah, comes from this phrase, I am, meaning I am who I am. And Jesus deliberately echoed that. So um, in Uh, The Greek language that the New Testament is written in, um, uh, particularly in the book of John, is very striking, this phrase, uh, ego aimi, I am, that that Jesus repeats a number of times. Um, You don't need to, the way that the Greek works, okay, you don't need to say the ego, the I bit, um, because it's already included in the verb, aimi. So when you say it like that, you're really stressing, you're saying, I am. He's really are doing that. And as Jesus said this, he was pointing back. He was pointing back to the God who appeared to Moses in the burning bush. He was pointing back to the God of all creation and claiming to be him. So there are these key seven I am statements of Jesus in John's gospel. Um, This is time for a quiz. We've actually done six of them so far. 
Um, your quiz is to tell me what they are. Okay? I am the good shepherd. Brilliant. I am the bread of life. Resurrection. I am the, the resurrection and the life. Great. Sorry. The way, the truth, and life. Brilliant. True vine. Light of the world. Oh, give yourself a round of applause. Very good. Very good. Well done. Was anyone cheating? Uh, so what is he? He said, I am the bread of life or the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. That's John 6, 51. He says in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He says in John eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. It says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He says in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And he says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the bread of life. He's all we need for life, for sustenance, to keep us going. He is the good shepherd. He cares for us. He looks after us. He lays down his life for us. He is the resurrection and the life. Death is not the end. He will raise us up spiritually. He makes us alive. And ultimately, physically, he makes us alive forever. We have eternal hope. He's the light of the world. He brings illumination, clarity into our darkness. He shows us the way out. He's the vine. He's the one who's our life source if we stay connected to him. He's the vine, we're the branches. If we stay into him, he brings life to us. And he's the way, the truth, and the life. The only way for us to come into relationship with our Father God. I wanted to just take a moment actually to reflect on, on these now. Um, this is who Jesus says he is. The bread of life, the good shepherd, the light of the world, the true vine, the way, the truth and the life, the resurrection and the life. Let's just take a moment of silence just to reflect on that. And as we do, I think God will highlight one of these to you 
maybe it's one that you particularly need to hear today, uh, that God wants to speak to you. But let's just take a moment of silence, um, just to think, who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus to me? And what does he want to highlight? I will pray first, and then we'll do that. Jesus, I want to thank you for all these incredible things you said about yourself. And I thank you that they are true, and they are true to us. And I pray that you would speak to us, that we might know you for all you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, and um, why don't we now just take a moment where um, tell the person sitting next to you, you know, which one really struck you and why. We've only got like about two minutes, okay? So tell them quickly which one struck you and why. Assuming one of them did. If not, just tell them your, your, if not just say your favorite one. You're allowed to move if you'd like to. The challenging thing is to decide when people are still having a spiritual conversation and when they're talking about lunch. <laughs> but um, yeah. God, God wants to speak to each of us. He, Jesus, is this light, the good shepherd, the bread, the life. There's a common strand as we go through many of these. 
the common strand is life. It's this word that comes up again and again, particularly in John's Gospel. The bread of life, the resurrection of life, the way, the truth, and the life. Branches which get life from the vine. Light which brings life. Um, Actually, it's not surprising because that's the way John tells us he's written the gospel. He's organized his memories of Jesus in a particular way to help us. So it says in John 20, uh, 30 to 31, uh, John says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, God's chosen king who is going to rescue his people. He's the Messiah and the son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is what he wants for us. He wants us to know life. Life in all its fullness. In the context of the good shepherd who comes to lay down his life for the sheep. Um, Jesus says, contrasts himself with the thief. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. There is an enemy who seeks to destroy and damage and kill people. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's God's desire for us. He wants each one of us and each person in this amazing world, each person that he loves, that he cares for. He wants them to have that incredible quality of life, life flowing from the ever-living one, flowing from our relationship with God the Father into us by the Holy Spirit and flowing out from us taking the love of Jesus to the people we meet. An eternal life, an indestructible life, a spiritual life that starts now, but carries us beyond our physical deaths into his ever-living presence. A life that grows and grows and never fails. That's what he wants for us, for each one of us. That's what he wants for everyone. A life of love. A life knowing the love of God for us. How? How do we get that life? And here's the thing. It's because of Jesus. And these statements that Jesus told actually set out how his life comes to us. Because he's the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He came to die, to lay down his life, to sacrifice himself for us. He's the living bread. And he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. 
He gave his body to die on a cross for us and for all people. He came and died in our place as we've been singing about this morning, taking our sin on himself on the cross. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He came to open up a way that we could be forgiven for all that we've done wrong and accepted into his Father's family, into the family of our Father God. He's the resurrection and the life. If we believe in him, we will live even if we die. If we believe, if we put our trust in him, if we choose to trust him, to put our little hand in his great big hand and say, I will go with you, uh, we will live. His life comes into us now to make our spirits alive to him and we will live forever in his presence. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his indestructible life put into us. He's the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. And he doesn't just save us. He calls us to follow him, to walk his way, to go where he's leading us. And that as we follow him, we will not walk in darkness because his light will be on us. There is a call not just to, tr to, to sort of mentally believe in him, but to trust and to go his way. That's what it is to be a Christian. Um, the word initially used was a little Christ. It's one who's following, following him. And he's the vine. We're the branches. How do you separate out vine and the branches? It's quite hard. All part of one plant, one organism. If we remain in him, connected to him, drawing our life from him, we bear much fruit. But there remains a choice. I want to pick up on um, a last I am statement of Jesus. The last time Jesus uses this phrase, ego I me, I am, in the Gospels, is in John chapter 18, uh, verse 1 to 9. Um, if you would like a Bible, do you want to stick your hand up and some kind person will run around putting Bibles in your hand? Okay, Claire is getting some. Thank you. And Jansen. Okay. So if anyone wants a Bible, do stick your hand up. Yeah, let's read. Cool. So it's the moment of his betrayal. And catch it. It seems Jesus' lowest, weakest point, if you like. But we'll read what happens there. So, John 18. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden 
guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he. Jesus said, Ego, I am he. I am he. And Judas the traitor was standing there with him. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he'd spoken would be fulfilled. I've not lost one of those you gave me. The moment of betrayal. The moment when his friend comes, Judas, leading this mob, these soldiers, these officials, people carrying weapons, people carrying torches in the darkness, comes to him, calling out for him. He says, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth. I am he, he says. He's not faced, he's not ashamed. It says, knowing all that was about to happen, he embraced God's plan, even though it would lead to his death and separation from the Father. He went out to meet the crowd of soldiers and officials. Who is it you want? And what happens? He says, I am he. And then there's this odd little comment that they drew back and fell to the ground. These people have come not trusting in him, but with evil intent to arrest him. But it's like for just a moment, a veil is drawn back and they get a glimpse of who this man is. When we read of people falling to the ground like this in the Bible, it's often when they've had some sort of encounter with God and there's been a bit of a, a revelation of who God is, like um, uh, Jesus appearing to Saul on the Damascus Road. There's a bright light shining from heaven. Uh, Saul is struck blind and he falls to the ground. Like Jesus appearing to John in Revelation. He sees this amazing picture of Jesus, Alpha and Omega, um, burning white and gold, and he falls to the ground like someone dead. Um, There's a sense of when God's glory is revealed, people fall back. Just for a moment, they come to arrest him, to take him in. Jesus says, I am he. And there is like, almost like a, a drawing back of his presence. And they see and they fall back. And then it's like really almost Jesus sort of takes the lead. <laughs> he then says again, uh, he asks them again, who is it you want, Jesus of Nazareth? And then he's taking control and saying, I told you that I am he. Let these others go. And he comes with them. He's almost sort of taking the lead on that, protecting his disciples and going to the death that he and his father had planned to lead to life. And through this series and through um, what we talked about today, 
I hope that we've had a glimpse of who Jesus really is. The bread of life. The true vine. The resurrection and the life. The light of the world. The way, the truth and the life. The good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. This is who this Jesus is. He died so that each of us could have a relationship with his father, could be brought into his family. There remains a question for each of us. Who do we think he is? And how are we going to respond? It says, John wrote this down so that we may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, God's chosen King, God's uh, person come to rescue us. And that by believing, we may have life in his name. How do we believe? How do we trust in him? The Bible calls it repentance. It means changing our mind. It's like turning around and choosing to follow him. Each of us is on a journey, or on a journey of life. And the question is, will we turn around and head for Jesus? It's something we do for a first and often a dramatic time when we become Christians, when we first choose to go his way. But it's also something we do day by day because we drift because we're like sheep that tend to wander as, as Vicky talked about a few weeks ago we need to choose to turn back to him to, to turn his way to choose to follow him each day recognising that our life belongs to him and he's the Lord seeing that we wander off track and have this inbuilt tendency to veer, veer off so we need to keep choosing to turn into him. What I wanted to, to do um, today is just to have a chance to respond to that. We're going to play some music over the sound in a moment, a song about who Jesus is. Um, and there's a chance just to listen, listen to the music, think about that, think about what God said today to you about maybe the bread of life or the resurrection of the life or whatever of those things it is. And then at the end, I'm going to lead us in prayer um, as we together look to focus on him and his ways. But let's, if you could put this on stage. going to pray um, and I'd encourage you if, if you feel God is speaking to you calling you to turn into his presence whether for the first time or for the umpteenth time I'd encourage you to, to echo these words in your heart 
I'd love to talk with you, pray with you about it later if that's a, something God's speaking to you. Jesus, I thank you that you are bread of life. You are the good shepherd. You are the true vine. You are the resurrection and the life. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the light of the world. And I thank you that you are that for each one of us. And we want to turn to you, to trust you, to choose to do things your way. You're the light of the world. We want to follow you and not walk in darkness. Thank you that you died on a cross that we could be forgiven. Thank you that you are raised to life that we may live a new life with you. Help us to trust you, I pray. In Jesus' name.